Welcome to Fucking Candyland, hosted by Rampage and Gemini. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Lick It Like a Lollipop, entering fucking Candyland. Part two, baby. Part two. I feel so energized. I got myself an aha. What's an aha? It is a sparkling water. Aha. They're they're the best one. This one's raspberry acai. So you can't get rid of us. We have a lot to talk about. And we also want to talk about our own awakening journey. And kind of what led us to not give a fuck about what people think. Because I'm going to go ahead and say to the average person, we crazy. If you haven't already figured that shit out. And we're different crazy. Like, I feel like you're really calm, cool, collected crazy. And like, people wouldn't even know. Like, you'll come at them like a spider monkey. But like, incognito. And I'm really loud and you fucking know what's coming at you. So <laughs> buck up, buttercup. <laughs> Legit, a long time ago, I wrote the word incognito on like a jean jacket when I first started my awakening journey. So we'll kind of get into where, what led me here. I was losing my mind. I was hearing major voices. I was hearing major things and... I had zero friends, zero people to talk to about it. So I kind of just sat with it and tried to mask it and drink it away and forget about it, to be honest, most of my life. And then there became a point as I was approaching like 27, when I was 26, that I was just like, something's got to give. Like, this isn't normal. We understand that. But what's really going on? I was like, there's more than meets the eye here. So that led me on a whole spiral staircase of growth and lessons that I had been avoiding. Do you um, remember certain situations that you would like hear the voices or like see things that you couldn't explain? Yes. So I do this now and it's very exciting, but I call it like instant manifestations, like instantly thinking about something and it happening, instantly thinking about someone and them reaching out instantly thinking about whatever and that started happening to me and I started getting a lot of downloads and information that I just couldn't explain and I I didn't know how I was figuring it out or like how I knew it and so these voices that you hear sometimes it can just be your own voice or it's like not even a voice it's just like a thought and you're like how do I know that so I think it took me a little bit to really decipher whether it was my thought or the universe telling me. I feel like people mention a lot, like 
if, you know, when bad things happen, like if I would have just listened to that voice, cause I knew, um, but I also don't think that people listen to that, um, and think about it in like the positive aspect of that. And I think we mentioned that in the last episode too. Um, and I think that that would help with people's like elevation as well. Well, a lot of us were operating from our seven to nine-year-old self on an unconscious, like subconscious level. What do you mean? We have this programming or this awareness of like the place where everything changed for us as a child and like where we became different or bitter or, you know, traumatized or whatever. Like we have this break off place. So a lot of your unconscious desires and like fears are stemming from that place. Speaking of like memories and like where it all went south, I remember the first time I said a bad word. I was in fourth grade. I feel like when I was a kid, I was so in my own little bubble that I didn't know that I was like so much different than other people because I was just alone all the time as an only child. So I think when all of this stuff started happening to me in like 2016, 2017-ish, I was like, wow, something's up, but I don't know who to talk to about this. Like, I was like scared to talk about it, if that makes sense. I was scared to open up to like my family or people about it. But when my awakening first started and I was going through like the real dark shadow of the night, I was sitting at my grandmother's like kitchen table and I was journaling and like I was writing and I was crying and I was talking to her and we were having this deep conversation. And I remember thinking in my head, what if it started snowing right now? So for like about 30 minutes, I just kept thinking like, what if it starts snowing? What if it starts snowing? Like that would be a sign that would tell me that I'm not crazy if it would just snow. And keep in mind, it was like March, like early March. And we can get snow in March, but it's kind of rare. I shit you not, it started snowing like 45 minutes later. And so I had wrote it down and then I like showed my grandmother and I was like, do you see it? And then everyone in the house was like getting all fired up because like I legit wrote that down. And it was just the first moment that I was like, wow, okay, this is real. Like everything that I believe to be real is not. And everything that I've been told is an illusion is what's real. And that was like a breaking point for me. And I think even like my grandmother, when it was like, maybe Paige isn't as crazy, but she's definitely going through something. And I remember my mom calling it a rite of passage or something. And that kind of stuck with me. So your intuition, like, like trusting and, and listening, that's what your rite of passage is. Yeah. Like the transformation from like limiting mindset and limiting belief into like unwavering loyalty to what you believe. And like, some people take that to extremes, like with religion and whatever. And like, if that's for you, that's for you. But I think it was more of like, wow, she really isn't going to listen to us about what's right or wrong or like what's normal or not normal anymore. It's like this rite of passage that she's on where it's like, there will be no who she was. Like she's going, you know what I mean? Like she's changing and we're going to have to like get behind that because in the beginning, I think people were trying to like talk me out of it or like, tell me like, Oh, you know, that's not really real or that can't really happen or that's not actually possible. And then the instant manifestations like that kind of started happening where I was like, no, like, no, 
it's real. Do you ever feel like um, when like family or whatever, when they question anything, do you ever feel like it's them second guessing what your like ability or your gift is? I think when our family doubts our gifts or our abilities, it's because it's triggering an insecurity in, inside of them. Maybe they never chased their dreams or they never listened to themselves or they did what other people told them. And I think it's like that weak spot on the inside where it's like, wow, look, look at them go. And they almost want to keep you in the nest because that keeps them in their little fantasized reality versus like seeing that they had blind spots or things that they could have done differently if they would have listened to themselves. I, I call it cause my, my parents are like this. I call it the eggshell life where that generation of people are, um, raised to believe that you just go and you work a nine to five and you come home and you do this thing and you live here and you have this super stable home life. And this is all that it is. And it's very routine and that that's what you should strive for. And so I think that for me, I almost feel like I worry my parents because I want to do all these abstract things and do things for myself. And for them, that's very nerve wracking to think of me being in charge of paying myself or doing things for myself and being an entrepreneur as opposed to, um, and like having that trust in yourself, as opposed to having trust in somebody else to take care of you financially because you support their business. I completely feel like our parents are on the same wave with that, like keeping it safe, playing it safe, doing what society expects from you. I think I had to really break that mold after going to college because I had assumed that I would have support and guidance through that. And I was kind of left in the dark to figure it out on my own, which I did. And that was a life lesson I had to learn. So instead of pointing fingers or blaming my parents for not being able to support me, I have to look at the fact that neither one of my parents went to college and they have no idea what I was dealing with. They have no idea what I was going through, which helped me then have compassion for them that even though they wanted me to do it, they couldn't have told you why they wanted me to do it. It's because they were brainwashed to believe that was going to solve all of the problems that society wants you to solve. And so the main focus for me and my message for you all is don't do what other people are doing just because it seems like the right thing. Question it. Question why you want to do that. Learn more about what your needs for security or foundation are. Because nine times out of 10, the reason people don't leave crappy relationships is because of kids or foundations. Nine times out of 10, people don't leave jobs because of security and foundation. So when you find what makes you tick with those types of um, levels, like what makes you tick on those types of levels, you're going to be able to see why you do what you do. Because a lot of people do things for society's approval versus doing it because that's what you truly need and want. Yeah. And I feel like, um, a part of that healing process and the awakening that we're talking about is being able to understand your parents as people and being able to recognize 
um, you know, we talk about like a victim mentality sometimes, but being able to recognize the, their reasoning behind things and that they're just people and figuring out, okay, well, they have this very limited view because they base what they do on fear of not having or on feeling that this is the way to be responsible and that it's okay for you to go out and do your own thing and figure out different ways of maybe having those exact same characteristics, but in different ways. I'm still responsible. I still show up all the time for my businesses and what I'm doing and my clients and everything else, because I have that like level of responsibility that I was shown and that was ingrained, but it's done in a different way. I think we have to have that imaginative, free-spirited energy when navigating our journey, because if not, it's going to seem very pointless, very dramatic, very draining. But when you find that path that truly inspires you to want to live, to want to share, to want to be something different, and it's not that you can't follow your parents' footsteps, but I just feel that the majority of society followed a path that has led them down to a broken road because they're not happy and they will not be happy while they're on that path. I just feel like I'm meant for so much more and everybody's meant for so much more than following the exact same path that somebody else has already walked. You've already seen that be done. You've already seen what happens when people do that. You've already, you've already seen what's going on. So in order for you to get a different perspective and to heal generational traumas and whatever else, you have to literally break that cycle by breaking the routines and doing other things. Of course, People are going to preach those judgments and doing the same routine things because that's exactly what they were taught. And that's why there is a lack of growth with certain people is because they're ingrained to just do this and be fearful of anything else. I love seeing life like differently as I've evolved because what I wanted five years ago is not what I want today. So I want to give all of you all permission right now that you don't have to be the same person that you were a week ago or six months ago. You can literally be whoever you want. Like I've heard people say like, I wish I could dress like that, or I wish I could do that, or I wish I had that tattoo. Why don't you? Like what's stopping you from dressing the way that you want or being who you want? And if you put that power into society standards or your parents views you're going to be boxed in your whole life oh well, I can't have pink hair because what will society think who cares because like Jim and I said earlier a lot of people are just on their own path and they have blinders on and they don't see nothing you're doing even if you think they're looking at you they're not they're thinking about the past or they're thinking about their ex or they're thinking about bills so many people let these mental constructs rule their entire life. And that's why they call it an awakening because finally you can break free from the mold that you've been put into, that you've outgrown, that you were never meant to be in that mold to begin with. And a lot of us at nine years old knew more about what our life purpose was than we do at 29 years old. It's funny that you say that because when I was just visiting my mom, we were talking about how I used to walk around and I used to interview people with like 
a uh, like little fake microphone, my karaoke microphone. And I would ask them questions and I'd be super inquisitive about things. And I always like wanted to read books and whatever. And she's like, and now you like interview people and you literally like read and research and like do backgrounds on things before you have people on. And she's like, that is like exactly what you were doing when you were a little kid. And so I agree. We as kids have so much freedom. And I think that's why my main focus has been, what does my inner child want? What does inner teener, teener, teenager, (laughs) teener, teener want in me? And I feel like we have to be open to taking a new direction right now, because baby, if you know, it's not working, it's time to get a new route. I have been seeing the trend going around of people showing picture of when they were like a teenager or really young and then showing who they are now and being like my younger self would be so proud of who I am now. And I literally feel like I knew what I was going to look like, be like embody as an adult when I was a little kid. And I 100% believe like I would be proud of myself for just speaking up like I I have always been like loud but I didn't used to stick up for myself or stick up for other like I would just rather lay low and I always wanted to be able to like stand up for myself in situations and be like no you can't treat me that way and it that was part of my awakening was figuring out how to communicate my boundaries and I'm proud of me As a child, I was so free-spirited, like super hippie, like lava lamps and everything that literally surrounds me as we speak. So I do believe that if you dig into that part of you, that it will tell you exactly what's popping. Like when I was a kid, I was obsessed with stickers. Now that I'm a business owner, what do we have? Stickers. That's like the first thing you did too. You're like, oh, we dropped our first episode. By the way, here's some stickers. (laughs) Legit love stickers used to collect the little um quarter machine stickers and here I am sticker queen to this day so a lot of things won't change but a lot of things will you just have to find what's worth holding on to by the way Idaho made this sign so everybody was um sticking stickers on our welcome to Idaho sign so they made a little mini Idaho sign that they put underneath it where people can go and put their stickers and Brian showed me when we were on the drive and I didn't have stickers so when we go back that direction I have to go and put um I have a contrary cherry sticker that I'm going to put on and then also a look at like a lollipop sticker that I'm going to put on and I just hope that people stop and are like, oh, what are these podcasts right here? I better go listen to this. Honestly, I think right now, any branding that you're doing for yourself is really meant to represent who you are. And I think that we both really demonstrate that very well by letting our brands kind of show our true colors. And if you really want to see your true colors, spirit will show you. My, um, Brian mentioned the other day, he was like, you know, how many podcasts are you going to do with like different things? Like the, the theme is just like going in all directions because we're about to do another one. And I was like, 
you have so many different parts of your personality. Why should you limit what you're doing? You should be letting your brand, like you should be doing all of these things underneath your brand. That's what it's about. Finding all these different ways to express yourself. Like, don't hold me down. I like murder and I'm spiritual. Like fuck around, find out. I am so grateful that I have been able to tap in with new interest like astrology like as a kid yeah I mean like space and stuff was cool but like I wasn't like into astrology like when I was a kid so I do feel like you know as an adult different ideas or different manifestations will show themselves through action and exploration it's not really about like knowing what you want it's about trying a bunch of different stuff and kind of getting a little sample of each thing and then deciding and then putting all of your energy towards that. And that's what I tell people all the time, especially people who have a lot of interest. I always tell them like tackle two or three of those interests and put a lot of energy into those. Yeah. And I feel like put all of your energy into maybe even one thing at the beginning and that find different ways to incorporate your other interests into it. Like I feel like that's what happened with doing our podcast too. And it started off with like communicating what our interests were and then realizing that like communication and spirituality is something that we have in common. And then you build on top of that. Exactly. When I started Contrary Cherry, I was literally doing art and making like jean jackets and clothes and legit, like don't even know where the left turn was, but we just listened to spirit and they were like, no your purpose is a lot bigger than that but you can do whatever is fun to you but this is what you're doing and I feel like I could have let tarot or reading or all of that stuff intimidate me but I just like dove in with such childlike curiosity because the cards are pretty and there's so many different things that you can learn and the pendulums and the sound bowls and I just kind of went for it and here I am loving my life. I'm excited to see where your services that you offer and things that you do on your website and stuff, how that ends up like broadening and expanding. And I feel like definitely now with having the podcast where literally everything that you're going to be talking about is like an energy manifestation that you are putting out there in order to bring things next. I literally wrote down, um, what do you like a question for you? Um, about what did you want to manifest next? Because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like the energy of like this part one, part two, I feel like whatever is spoken, we're going to look back on in a year and be like, what the fuck? I want to have like an art studio that's more like a network studio where there would be like a podcast room, like an art room, like as a gallery, and then like an art studio as to create. And I think it would be cool to have a space like that where it can kind of be like rented or then um, kind of like leased to other artists and other talents to come in and record their podcasts or if they're traveling or whatever and then do like network mixers where people can buy art or network their podcast meet guests that kind of thing so I want to have like a creative space where many different artists and creatives can come together and bounce ideas and expand horizons together 
Oh, I think that's such a beautiful idea. You've told me that one before. And I, I'm really excited for that because I can totally envision you doing that. And you also network with so many different people and musicians and artists of different kinds that I feel like it would be easy for you to fill up that space when you had that space. And a recording studio. I'll add that in there since you mentioned musicians. We don't forget about y'all. We'll have room for everybody at this place. Literally, you send me just songs. You'll be like, oh my gosh, taking a picture. And you're like, this one's just hitting me in my feels today. So then I'm like, okay, well, I got to go listen to this song now. I can't imagine you having a space and not including music into that. Legit. That's my new catchphrase for this episode. And I feel like music heals. Music is such an inspirational tool for society. It's ancient. It's literally they call it the communication of the gods. And I totally am behind that statement. At this time, uh, Rampage will be coming up with this building and this spot for musicians and recordings. And dude, I, I think that one time you even talked about being able to, um, host like live, like podcast events and things. when we had talked about that. I think that is so fucking cool. I just want to create a community where people can come together and even people who are less experienced can come and learn from others and be in a supportive environment, if that makes sense. I think support and the energy that you're pouring into your people around you will come back to you. So if you're around people that bring the best out of you, then you're going to go and bring the best out of someone else. And I'm all about that ripple effect. I'm all about that domino effect. Like if we, one goes down, everybody goes down. So I think that if one goes up, everybody can go up. I just feel like this is going to be like Polly Pockets creative studio and there's going to be colorful peeps everywhere. And, um, and paintings and you're going to hear the most wild shit coming off the speakers and I'm excited it would be really cool like to see that come to life and then replay this episode but I know that it will happen I'm not on like a pressed timeline where I need to know when where how and who we know that about you no it's gonna happen and when you know baby you just know and you know, yeah, we, we, we know you, we know you're not pushing for a timeline. We know what's going to happen. So question for you, what are you manifesting in spoken word at this time? Um, I am going to be making the podcast, um, the coven of rejects where I can travel to different guests and interview them and sit in on like spiritual ceremonies that other people have. And like, I would love to be able to go and record, like getting past life regressions and sitting in on like certain ceremony, like healing ceremonies and being able to share other people's true crafts and the gifts that they have and the way that they heal people. I'd love to be able to do that on like, um, like a TV show, but I want to be in control of it. And I want to get paid to go and hear people's stories and be able to come down closer to you and do in-person interviews and have guests. And so that's what I'm manifesting is being able to travel with the podcasts and be able to document it for people so that they have their mind awoken because they get to experience an experience that maybe they're not ever going to have for themselves. 
building community once again it's our common denominator that we are all about the people I know and I think it's so important to find your people or at least make space for your people this is something I want to highlight as major key if you don't have room for the opportunity the relationship the friend whatever you won't get it and that's why Earlier, Jim and I stated that I'm always getting rid of things and then new things will come in because I'm making space for everything that's aligned with me. Like something that I had three years ago or 10 years ago just may not be aligned with who I am now. And if it's just sitting there and taking space, it's clouding your vision. So making space for the vision to come and to manifest into your physical reality is key. If you don't have space for what you're asking for, you won't get it. So for example, say you have a jealous partner, well, spirit's not going to send you um, a modeling gig or something where you're going to be seen because your partner doesn't want you to be seen. So you have to make space and make sacrifices to live the life that you want, because you have to be willing to tell the universe, I have nothing, but yet I have everything. I don't need to hold on to this or that or this person or that job because I know that there's opportunity and it's full of it and that abundance is my birthright. Like I don't have to wait for someone to give me permission to do this. I can do it now. Abundance is my birthright. That's beautiful. Um, I think that even, you know, the getting rid of old and bringing in new for me, I feel like even getting rid of your old clothes, like people hold on to old clothes being like, one day I'm going to fit in that when I lose all this weight or when I gain weight, whatever it is, like, I'm going to wear this again. And so people literally hold on to things and don't have room for new items because everything's so cluttered and overwhelmed from old things. And I feel like you're not able to like love and take care of yourself in this moment, in this version of who you are, because you're holding on to what you were and you're almost putting energy into, you want to go backwards and be that again. And I feel like, um, I just think that small things like that hold people back and you don't even realize. So you're not getting new abundance given to you because you're not taking the physical steps in order to get that and make room. Very true. And they say that if you have a lot of stuff like from an ex-partner in your life, they call it a trophy, meaning that every time you look at that item or you see that item, you think of them. So that's just a little mind game for you that if you have anything, hoodies, whatever from your ex, that's a trophy because now they have you thinking about them every single time you see that item. And I noticed that a while back, one of my ex-boyfriends, he would always give me stuff, like just constantly giving me stuff like, and you know, I like thrifting and I like getting like old t-shirts to cut up and stuff like that. So I was cool with it because some of it was like cool stuff that I wanted. But then when I started hearing that trophy concept, yeah, I was like, we got to get rid of this stuff. Like we can't do this. So I just realized how people want to live rent-free in your life. And if you leave them space in your world, they will be living rent-free. But around here, we earn our keep. And we definitely don't need anyone who isn't really there for us. And I would rather be alone or at the house chilling in my own energy than be arguing or feel 
you know, torn or in a toxic situation with someone else, friends, relationships, family, it doesn't matter. I would rather spend Christmas alone than go somewhere I don't feel welcome. Correct. Also, um, when it comes to like holding on to things from exes, I have never, when I throw you out, I throw your shit out. I pawn your ring. I do not care. (laughs) I do not care. I will. If you don't want to take your shit back, I will pawn it and make money and go and buy myself something new. No, thank you. You can go. I feel like I don't really keep stuff either. Recently in the last five years, I've gotten rid of so much stuff that I'll be honest, I don't really have a lot of old stuff anymore. Like I got rid of all of it. And I think it brings fresh energy in. For me, once I've wore something so many times, I don't want it anyways. It's just going to sit there and kind of just pile up. So I'm very much like, use it until it doesn't serve you and then release it because that's the language of the law of giving and receiving. And there's a lot of universal laws that I would encourage everyone to kind of just check into. And we're living by these spiritual and universal laws, like the law of karma and the law of attraction and like whatever. So the law of giving and receiving is also in there. And if you're not doing those things in balance, you could be blocking abundance from your life. I've been seeing lately that people have been saying, don't use the term that you're going to get things back like in tenfold or whatnot. And I don't, I don't understand why, um, why that term, like people shouldn't say that term, but I, because I feel like it's exactly what you're saying of the energy that you put out is the energy that you're just going to get right back regardless. You do receive it back tenfold, whether you're being an asshole or you're being an angel, you're going to receive that back tenfold. And it may not catch up to you like now, but I believe that it will catch up to you eventually. I believe that people who truly have vindictive agendas and don't want the best for people around them, that even when they look like they're thriving, those people always feel lonely and disconnected and they get think tenfold. They, they get back. You just might not see it publicly. Well, everyone is showing their best self. Most people that seem to be very happy are not. And I just think that's just a rule of thumb to just be kind and be generous as much as you can, because it's not about it coming back to you. It's just about being a decent human, which is what we've learned along our way that we need more decent humans in the world. I agree. But I also think that a lot of people are motivated by what they get out of something. And I feel like a lot of people only do kind gestures because they get something out of it, or they're only supportive because, well, I'm going to support you because you're going to make it big. And then someday I'm going to be the friend of somebody who's made it really big. And then I get something out of it. Um, I feel like those people that do that, I can recognize that now. Now I'm like, I don't fuck with that energy. I see completely what's going on. I'll distance myself. Those are always the people who seem the happiest and are the most lonely and miserable inside their spirit. I also think that we have to know ourselves so that we can set a certain frequency of what we want in our life. And I posted about this earlier, the more you align with your authentic self without external factors, 
you will just attract all of the blessings and lessons that you need in your world. And they probably would be a lot differently expressed or manifested if you believed in the best outcome. Like a lot of people just believe it's going to be bad or it's not going to be good. Or, you know, they just constantly are manifesting a negative outcome. And I just want to encourage all of you all to start thinking like the best, whether you're going to court or you're going to work or you're going to the moon, think the best outcome, because that's what you will attract. I feel like that goes back into that imposter syndrome where people just brace themselves for the negative because they don't truly believe that they are deserving of that positivity or that the things that they're dreaming couldn't possibly be happening to them because things like that just don't happen to them. And it comes from the people you're around as well, because the people you're around probably don't believe that anything good's going to happen to them either. Something that fascinates me is the people that have that mindset seem to be the ones who gamble or play the lottery a lot. But it's like, if you have the mindset that magic isn't available to you, why are you betting on imaginary numbers and concepts thinking that you're going to win? Like, did you all hear it's one in a billion kind of thing? And it makes me laugh because it's like, you don't believe that you're going to go to Starbucks and someone paid it forward, which I know happened to Gemini today not at Starbucks, but you know what I mean? Like for context, people don't always think the best case scenario because they are so comfortable in negativity and chaos. That's where their ego feels at home. And anything that's foreign to that concept, your ego is rejecting. So in the beginning, my ego was like, bitch, you crazy. And now my ego is like, damn girl, do it then. Because now it's working. So like when something's working, your ego's on board. But if it's something familiar, your ego would rather stay there. Ooh, that's so true. I feel like um, I'm constantly having to like keep my ego in check on things <laughs> because I, I am just a very extreme person. So if I feel like it's lit and shit's popping off. I'm so motivated. I'm popping out so much content. I'm doing the damn thing. But the second that I feel like I second guess myself on something or like I'm kind of down in my feelings right this second with myself, I pause what I'm doing. I don't do that. It's hard to get the momentum going back again. And so I constantly... I'm getting better now, but I've constantly been searching for trying to figure out what my medium with my energy is so that I can have long, what's the word, like long stamina, where like you, you can last because you're just going at the same pace all of the time instead of ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs. And so that's what I'm working on. And, and I think that that would be helpful to other people where like, if you are trying to like make big moves or you are trying to do all of these different things, figuring out early on what your um, balance is between resting and being motivated. I think it's very toxic. The mindset of I, I'll sleep when I'm dead because you can be the hardest worker in the room, but you still need to take a fucking nap. I am learning to just surrender and I encourage more people to surrender to the plan. Not everything is going to happen today. It's not all happening this year. Even though you may want it to, it's going to work when it's supposed to work. And 
quit fighting that, quit fighting the energy instead of going against the current, just float a little bit, just float. You know what I mean? Like we don't have to go against the current, but I would say, you know, anyone that suffers from burnout, you have to find a way to release the stress or the worry or the fear. Cause the reason you're getting burned out is because you're, you're scared. You're not going to get it done or you don't have enough time or you need to do more because you're so inspired. you got to do it now. And that's just not the case. That's like a human construct that we have to do it all today, or it's not going to get done. You just got to do it on divine time. And that's what I do with every level of my life is just trust the divine. But I feel like I want to see what Gemini wants to leave us with tonight and what the inspirational motivation is from Miss Gemini. Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like just <laughs> your kitty's like, I got some shit to say. Meow. <laughs> um, so I, I feel like really focusing and timelines is something that we keep on mentioning. And I feel like there's a reason. And I feel like you just have to have faith that everything that you feel is meant for you, that you're putting the energy into is going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. The things that you're going through right now where you just, you couldn't possibly understand what the outcome is going to be because it just seems negative. I promise you there's a blessing and a lesson that comes out of every situation and you might not have it right this second, but something is going to work out that is going to bless you. And the feeling that you have of you should be doing something and you don't know what that is, that ends up finding itself to give yourself a little bit of patience and don't beat yourself up because you don't have everything figured out right this minute stay the path, stay on course. Even when you feel lost, it will all make sense when you get there. Yes. Last week. We're so excited. We hope you all enjoy and we'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.